Welcome to Coaching Carrie, the podcast where two lawyers turned life and leadership coaches rewatch Sex and the City and can't help but wonder, how would Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha's lives have been different if they just had a coach to help them along? So I, Becky, um... I really like parts of this episode, but then like the rest of it to me is pure fucking chaos. <laughs> a little bit like jazz. I mean, seriously, <laughs> these two episodes with Ray are just to me, they're just like, I'm sorry, what's happening? So let me start with the fact that like Carrie and Big on their friend's date at the beginning of this episode is like, oh, chef's kiss. Like, the best because they're both so relaxed and they can just enjoy each other and there's no pressure and it's not her like stand still with me and it's not him like I have to go to Paris. They're so lovely and they're sharing all these little jokes and they both look amazing. And then we go to that jazz club and everything else in this episode. I'm just like, what is fucking <laughs> happening? I mean, we... Uh, uh, I cannot, I cannot with Ray. I mean, I, I I don't even understand how Carrie is like hitting on him while she's with Big. I actually don't believe that that would happen. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. The insane cab ride. <laughs> it's spectacular. <laughs> I mean, and the way it's shot with all, I mean, they, they've, <laughs> they've intentionally done this, right? Yes. Like the, the street noise is way up. Yes. And- and Chris Noth is kind of lurking over them in the corner. Um, what is everyone wearing at that art gallery opening? Yeah. No one is wearing um, – the only person who looks great is Miranda. Miranda's just wearing like a black dress. But Carrie's wearing an afghan. Um, <laughs> I mean legitimately Carrie's wearing an afghan. Samantha is wearing some weird like button-up like uh, collared shirt dress, yes. which I'm like – what? Kristen Davis, they have her in some khaki sheath dress? Yes. But I was like, you are doing her no favors, and she's gorgeous. What is Maria wearing? Holy shit. I, I was just like, what is even going on? I mean, everything about this episode is pure fucking chaos. <laughs> well, maybe that was intentional. Like I said, maybe that was intentional, sort of like as we enter this world of of jazz. I will just say this. I'm going to dive into the summary in a minute. Yes, but do it. I had a moment where I, at the early in this episode, where I was like, oh, I kind of wonder what would have happened if she stayed with Ray. And not to like spoiler anything or spoil anything, but like then I watched episode four and I was like, oh, right, never mind. Oh, right, right. <laughs> right, because in this episode, we know nothing about him other than he's cute and he owns apparently two jazz Several clubs. Several jazz which, clubs or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good on paper. Um, we find out real quick why she's no longer with Ray. <laughs> so here we are, though, in season four, episode three. It is called Defining Moments, and it aired on June 10th, 2001. And this episode, as the title suggests, is all about definitions. And mm-hmm. the episode opens, as you said, with Carrie and Big on this beautiful little, you know, friend date where they've dressed up for dinner and dancing and some light flirtation. Trey and Charlotte, meanwhile, are at Winky and Bob's cocktail party, which, by the way, if I ever open a bar, I think I'm going to call it Winky and Bob's. Um, <laughs> for also some slightly, you know, some flirtation plus. Yeah. 
Yeah. The girls meet for breakfast the next day and discuss public sex locations and Charlotte's confusion with her relationship status. Carrie drops the bomb that she and Big went out and the girls are a little heavy on the boundary talk, at least from Carrie's perspective. I think obviously Mm -hmm. they're worried about what this will do to her having nursed her through the past breakups. Yeah. Meanwhile, out of nowhere, Miranda and Doug, the cartoonist, are dating. Uh, Honestly. (laughs) Doug. Doug. Holy shit. Holy shit, Doug. Holy shit, Doug. Okay. So Doug spends the night and pees in front of Miranda, which Charlotte says must mean he's her boyfriend. Carrie says Doug just has no boundaries and Miranda has a lot of boundaries. Later in the episode, Miranda tries to relax her boundaries, which apparently involves her peeing in front of him. Like, I I didn't understand why that's where it had to go, but okay. Finally, she's up one morning making coffee and Doug is doing more than peeing with the door open and that's it it for her. She's out. Um, At Charlotte's gallery, Sam meets artist Maria, who explains that there are no hot guys at the show because she's not into guys. She invites Sam to her loft to see more art, which leads to some flirtation. And Sam suggests that they talk about it before things get too heated because she's not into relationships. And so they agree to be friends. Carrie goes out again with Big to a jazz club and the bass player passes her a note asking her if Big is her boyfriend. She says no and they talk after the show. Carrie leaves with Ray King, our jazz friend, and Big in a cab together. Ray asks for her number. She can't find a pen, but thankfully Big spots her the pen and then also reminds her of her phone number. That's so weird. (laughs) The cab drops her off and Big gets out, which leads to Carrie asking Big, what are we? Big is evasive as ever, although there are a lot of eyebrows in this episode, which I take to mean Big is sort of like open to the notion of being friends with some some level of benefits. Yeah. And she heads inside to sleep, except instead of sleeping, she gets a phone call with jazz playing in the background. It's, of course, Ray, who's interrupted by Big on call waiting. And then she ditches Big's call and Ray asks her out. Later, the girls are out to shop and spot a hickey on Charlotte. And she says now that she's not worrying about the label on her relationship with Trey. She's doing a lot better, which Samantha says means she's got a healthy relationship, which of course is a giant red flag for Charlotte. And she's back to deciding she needs a definition. She's looking for more answers and clarity, a conversation she's trying to have in the back of a cab where Trey is literally like pawing at her to have Mm -hmm. sex. And she gets out of the cab. Ultimately, though, that leads Trey to say all righty to the idea of them having sex in their marital bed. Ray takes Carrie to the opening of Tao, where she finds Big and his model date, Shaw. Yeah, Shaw. The Y is silent. Silent. Don't get it. Don't get it. Um, Somehow they all end up at a table together with Sam and Maria. Sensing the tension, Ray excuses himself. Carrie finds him at the bar. And Big finds himself at the table alone with Sam and Maria. Sam reminds him that Carrie might seem strong, but she's fragile and Sam's best friend. And she thinks it's best if Big backs off. She heads to the bathroom and Maria follows her. Maria says she needs to end the evening because she can't be just friends with Sam. She can't be more because Sam isn't a relationship person. This causes Sam to let down her boundaries and open up to the possibility of a relationship. Meanwhile, Carrie finds Shaw in the bathroom snorting some drugs And then while peeing, Shaw tells Carrie that Big talks about her. Carrie leaves and bumps into Big in the hallway, and he says they are leaving, and then they leave. Ray and Carrie also leave and walk home and talk about music and end up kissing on her stoop, and she might really like this guy. She wonders if what ultimately defines a relationship is another relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some side note, Tao is also a real restaurant. 
Yes. Oh, for sure. It's a real restaurant. And it made me laugh yeah. that it, that this was, I don't know if the New York location was the first towel location. I didn't go and do this research. Right. But like, Oh, I did look at it. Cause after I found out that brasserie eight and a half was real yeah. <laughs> in our last episode, I was like, wait, what other episodes have real restaurants? Um, yeah. So Tao is real. It has like ho- locations in like Hong Kong and Shanghai and New York and elsewhere, um, at, which I think are still open. Brasserie eight and a half, in case I didn't say it last episode, is actually closed. Yeah. What else was I going to say about this episode? It's freaking crazy. There is a Tao in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that came after the New York location. And I happened to fly into Vegas one night and it happened to be the night that Kim Kardashian was having her birthday there. Oh, so I got to see KK and all the, the whole family and I have Ew. pictures. It's very exciting. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it was just funny at the time. I was like, this is funny. Let's wait and see. And then we got to see them all walk in. And to this day, it's funny. I am, we may lose listeners as a result of this, but I can't stand anything having to do with the Kardashians. I'm not a super big fan, but my kids think it's cool that I saw them. So whatever I'll take, oh. I'll take my like okay. clout where I can get it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, I have now also remembered what I was going to say. Okay. Uh, what's Trey doing back? <laughs> so to recap. Uh, I know. End, yes. Go. At the end of episode one, Charlotte leaves his apartment after he, on her leg, and says, don't call me again. I'll call you when I figure out what I want. And then they're like making out on their cocktail host's bed at a party. Well, like, we do learn in episode two, right, that she is like fantasizing about him. So I think there's right? clearly, clearly like some interest remains on her part. So I guess let's just write a story where she d- decided, okay, I'm going to call him, and now they're back to back to more of the same nonsense. Okay, but also we have to write that story because the writers didn't write it. Correct. Exactly. Fair enough. Final point: Charlotte and Trey, when they are making out at the cocktail party, are making out on Samantha's old four post bed. <laughs> Winky and Bob must have bought it from her. My, oh, maybe they bought that unit when she moved to the yeah. meatpacking and she sold it furnished. Yeah, there you go. Huh, there you go. Story, I story written, problem solved. I, yeah, twice. I, I wrote stories twice for the writers this week. So, <laughs> la-di-da. So, they owe you like some sort of writing credit. But Yes. Royalties, please. <laughs> so, let's talk about labels. Mm-hmm. And I have two questions. I think I'm going to start with this one. So, my question is... What matters more, labels or behavior? Oh, <laughs> to me, Becky? <laughs> well, I mean, to everyone, right? To listeners, to the girls, like this is one of those, right. like, I mean. Well, okay, Charlotte, I think where she is now, as Becky would say in this season of life, labels. Yes. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like she she needs Trey to tell her what the hell what they are. Like, yeah. What what are we doing? Where are we going? Are we still married? Like, I mean, she, she has that whole, like, is he my ex who I occasionally have sex with? Is he my boyfriend? Is like, I mean, Carrie wants some labels from big, but I don't think that she's as concerned with them as a general statement. Yep. I'm trying to think about the other two. Behavior for Samantha. Samantha doesn't care. About labels. I agree. About 100%. labels in the slightest. Um, I feel like Miranda cares about labels, but she wants receipts. <laughs> Yes. Well, and so like, I mean, if, if I had to answer this question for me, right, like, I think you need both. But I think the, the mm-hmm. biggest thing is that the behavior needs to be consistent with the label. Yeah. Like right. confusion comes not from not having a label. Confusion yeah. comes when the behavior isn't consistent and predictable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I want labels. I always tell my husband, like, look, 
all I want you to do is set my expectations mm-hmm. appropriately. Mm-hmm. And then I want my expectations to be met. Yeah, whatever they yeah. are. If my expectations need to be low, that's cool. fine. Just tell me. Yeah. Like, just tell me, like, don't expect a lot from whatever the thing is we're talking about. Yep. And then I won't. And then I will be fine. Because I won't be disappointed. Yeah. Right. I get very upset if I've been led to believe something and then something else happens. Yeah. I mean, just as I'm sitting here thinking about it, right? Like, and even thinking about watching my kids go through relationship things, like the biggest issue comes when a behavior is not consistent with a label and it could be beyond a label or, or below a label. Right. But like the confusion comes when the, when we say we're just friends, but you're acting a way that's inconsistent with that. Or we say that we're boyfriend girlfriend, but you're acting in a way that's inconsistent with that or whatever the thing is, or you say you're my friend, but you're not acting like my friend. And so I just wanted to highlight that, like, it's really not about the label so much as it is, or as it can be about the behavior. Yeah. Because I think we get like hung up on the labels or we have a tendency as humans to get hung up Mm -hmm. on the labels, but you can, you know, I could label a jar as spaghetti sauce, but if it doesn't have spaghetti sauce in it, like the label means nothing, you know? Right, 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 right. Exactly. Okay. So related question, what are the benefits and downsides of having a label? I mean, to your spaghetti sauce point, you know, allegedly, like when you open the spaghetti sauce and it says spaghetti sauce, you hope that you're going to get something with Italian seasoning and not like salsa. Yes. Which is similar in color and consistency, but would probably not be a great like meal on top of pasta. Right. 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 (laughs) So you don't want to have your expectations dashed or underwhelmed or ruined. Yeah. So it's really an expectations thing. The benefits are when, when the label is accurate, you can sort of know what to expect. Right. The downsides of having a label, putting it outside of the spaghetti sauce analogy, right, Hmm. are that you might feel limited in really, truly showing up authentically because it doesn't fit the label, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also calling back to a spaghetti sauce incident, you could be like Miranda and drop it out of the box and now it's splattered all over everywhere. It's yes. still labeled spaghetti sauce and now it's just a mess. Now it's just a mess. That's right. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that, and that's a really good, like, and it, even as I think about like Charlotte and Trey and what's going on in this episode, like sometimes there are, there are moments and it's not just in romantic relationships where we need to take off the label so we can yeah. explore different behavior. Right, right, right. Right. Because I mean, Charlotte did a hard reset at the end of last season and was like, I'm moving out. We need to like start over. And so, you know, probably the most effective way to do that, to really carry out the hard reset is to shed all labels and just see what happens. See what happens. Right. But that's really tough for her to do, even though I think on some level she kind of knows that that needs to be how it goes. But it's just, it's sort of beyond her capabilities right now, for better or worse. I yeah, mean, no, no judgment. judgment. It just, just is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just interesting. I don't know. This just really made me think about like, where in yeah. my life am I using labels? Kind of similar to last episode where we talked about humor and are we deploying it for a benefit or are we deploying it in a way that's not maybe super helpful, right? Yeah. Like, how am I using labels in my life? And are am I using them in a way that actually like, meets the upsides, like maximizes the upsides. And where could I let go a little bit on labeling things Mm -hmm. and give myself more flexibility to explore? Because again, labels don't just come up in the context of, you know, romantic relationships or relationships. Generally, they come up in all kinds of contexts. 
And then I also thought like, there's a part where, you know, when Carrie's writing her article where she talks about like, we've invented however many words for, for relationships. Right. And then I was thinking of some of the new, (laughs) the new words, like, I don't know if you've heard sneaky link. No, this is the product of not having children. What is a sneaky link? It's like a hookup, like a, like a booty call, like a, like a, not a relationship, but like a, like we're quietly flirting and or whatever, but without, um, without any label really, like without any expectation without. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's not even like friends with benefits. Cause you're not going to be friends either. I mean, probably close. Like that's probably adjacent, right? I don't know. Sneaky link seems more like a pure, like, like more like a booty call kind of a situation. Okay. I think I could be wrong, but I like, I just like the label. <laughs> Sneaky link. link. I still remember the um, first time I heard the term cuffing and that it was cuffing season defined as agreeing to put up with someone you're dating um, for the winter. (laughs) Oh, I see. Just getting them, getting them. Yeah. Yeah. Just like bed them down for like the holidays and all your family parties and like the cold winter months. Yeah. Just to get you through kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's cuffing season. So, like, you know, early November through, like, Thanksgiving cuffing season, like, where you find your person you're just going to put up with until, like, March. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a new one for me. So, Sneaky Link, I Googled it because I just already know. Well, first of all, my kids don't listen, so they're not going to make fun of me. But I feel – I hear them making fun of me. It's a booty call, but it's a secret booty call. Secret booty call. All right. Like on the down on the down low, which is not a word that people I mean a phrase that people use. Right. That's anymore. like very 2003. But I mean, just to like, you know, kind of incorporate it all. Um, that's where we're at. <laughs> okay, sneaking link. That's fascinating. There's apparently a song. There's a song that it came from. Called Sneaky oh, Link. Oh yeah. Maybe more than one. I don't know. Anyway. I- I'm so not hip. <laughs> I don't have any children to even like you know, keep me marginally hip adjacent by, you know, introducing me to these terms. <laughs> so I hear me. them and then I'm like, what does that mean? Because I'm, I'm a word, I'm a word nerd. Um, so I like that. You're, you're so uncool. And then I try to use them and it always gets exactly that reaction. So it's still like, it's delightful. Going back to last episode and again, humor, like I have fun with this. So Okay. So my last coaching question, and I don't know that we have an answer for this, but Mm-hmm. I am confused. And I want to know from Samantha, what made you want to explore the potential of a relationship? So and when I was rewatching this episode this morning, I noticed myself having a visceral reaction to them making art together. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is kind of unusual. I don't know. I <laughs> Like... Sex or sex adjacent stuff on TV doesn't usually like do it very much for me. I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. But for some reason, that that hit different. Yeah, with them like their hands Mm -hmm. on the silk screen, like it just it. I was like, this is very like sensual. It's super sensual. I agree with that. And Maria being um, Brazilian, yes. I, this is extremely stereotypical and not like this is not like based in reality. But they've created her character. As someone who is very, like, sensual and, you know, wants to have those, like, um, bodily experiences, not only with sex, but, like, making art and cooking. She's just full-bodied. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I wonder if – because Samantha is also full-bodied, but in a somewhat more limited way. Yes. 
Um, I wonder if some curiosity got piqued where she was like, oh, this is like a new dimension of what I have. It's different. With the men I sleep mm-hmm. with, right? I don't know. That was kind of my sense. And then, again, like the image that Maria reflects back to her when Maria's like, you were magnificent and I can't like be in the same room with someone like you and not not want more pursue you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually, just to be clear, like, I feel like a reaction or uh, some version of a reaction that Samantha gets on the regular, right? Like, that is not a new, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? A new notion of, like, I'm just so attracted or you are so attractive or you're so sexy or maybe it's more about, like, I mean, as you say that, maybe it's more about being seen for being a friend and being seen for, like, not just as a mm. sexual being, right? That, like, being yeah. seen for being a caring, passionate defender of a friend is the thing that does it. I just thought it was interesting. I mean, I think maybe like, if I think about it again, back in context, what they're really trying to say is like, and they, the, the actual phrase is like, she decided to open herself up to the possibility of a relationship with a woman, but the, with mm-hmm. a woman part actually seems like the least important part of this decision. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I just thought it was just super interesting. Like why, why now? I wondered if so this is we're gonna have to discuss we have to put a pin in this and discuss it again yes. later in the season as we see how, how this unfolds. Yeah. Well, this relationship and other relationships that Samantha has in this season. Mm-hmm. Because it it almost seems like on some level she's met her match. Mm-hmm. Like Maria's sensuality somehow like meets Samantha's sexuality yeah. and like there's a potential for like an explosion in a good way. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to get to see that on the male side of things too later this yes. season as well. Yes. So put a pin in it. But yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a great question. I just, it's one that if I were with her, I would really want to know, like, I really want to understand yeah. the answer or if she even has an answer, like it could be, yeah, right. That she ha- I mean, some of the beauty of what Samantha does is that she doesn't over intellectualize every decision. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, is it right. just because it felt right? I mean, I'm here for that answer too. I just would be so curious mm-hmm. to know what she'd say. So. Yeah. 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 Ooh. I really liked your questions. Well, thank you. So just to recap, (laughs) here they are. The first is what matters more, labels or behavior? The second is what are the benefits and downsides of having a label? And the last is for Samantha. And it is what made you want to explore the potential of a relationship? Mm. So here we are, three seasons, three seasons, three seasons also, but season four, three episodes in. Um, Thanks for being here. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you again next week. Hey everyone, it's Becky. If you're enjoying what you're hearing here, you can support us by leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform and by following us on Facebook or Instagram at coaching.carry.podcast. Thanks for being a listener. Hey, that's Becky. To connect with me, the easiest way is to head over to my website at untanglehappiness.com. There you can learn more about the services I offer, as well as get additional information about my book, The Happiness Recipe, A Powerful Guide to Living What Matters. I look forward to connecting with you. Hey, it's Carrie. I would love to connect with you out in the world at carriewalshcoaching.com. There you'll find more information about me, coaching, blog posts, and an opportunity to sign up for my newsletter. Or if you or your company is looking for executive coaching, you can check out theatalantagroup.com for more information. 
That's the A-T-A-L-A-N-T-A group.com.